This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball talk is back. The Miami Marlins around the horn is on Fox Sports 940 Miami. All right, welcome on back. It's February 3rd. I'm Kyle Seeloff. This is Around the Horn. It's good to be back with you. And tonight with us, the one and the only Jessica Blaylock of Bally Sports Florida. Week five of our eight-show series on Fox Sports 940 AM Miami. Jessica, it's so good to see you. It's so good to see you too, Kyle. That was a wonderful introduction. Thank you. I practiced it. (laughs) Uh, What have you been up to? Uh, just staying busy with Florida Panthers hockey. That's, They're good. Yeah, that has been a, a crazy fun ride so far. Um, get a little bit of a break now. Uh, Going to watch Jonathan Huberto in uh, the All-Star Weekend festivities representing the Cats. Um, and just take a little bit of time gearing up for the second half of hockey and uh, hopefully – Getting back down here to Lone Depot Park soon. You don't have much of an off season. Um, are your puppies okay? Is the wine you've been drinking good? <laughs> Every- I'm not saying you have a problem, but you love your wine. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is good. The puppies are good. The occasional glass of wine uh, after a busy week is good. So I, I have no complaints, Kyle. You know me. Glass 99% full. Not me. Always, yeah. Well, that's why we balance each other out so well. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Donnie, though. I miss Donnie, too. Hopefully we'll Donnie's get a chance the best. To, well, we'll should get a chance to see him soon. You know, what I you, would have guessed you guys text all the time during the offseason. No, we do. He's doing great. <laughs> Usually in the mornings. Give him a call at night. Just check in and see how his day is. Wish yeah. each other good night. That's nice. That's um, nice. What year are you going into with the Marlins now? I will be heading into my eighth Yeesh. season. Lucky number eight. How do you balance it? I mean, you do baseball from yes. April until October. And then hockey until, well, it might be June this year. Yeah, hopefully. You're busy? You enjoy it, though? I love it. I love it. I, I always say to people, you know, when I look at my life, the, the two words that jump out are lucky and blessed. You know, this is always what I wanted to do. And um, I, I never want to take a day for granted. So to, to be lucky enough to go right from baseball into hockey, right from hockey back into baseball, and, and work year-round a job that I love, I, I will take that every day. Favorite moment on the job to date through seven years going into eight? Wow. Favorite moment. How do I narrow it down to one? There are so many. Um, there has to be one thing that sticks out. Honestly, I there think... There was an interview, yeah. a moment. You know, one of the things that always comes to me, uh, because we all know how much I absolutely adore even to this day Martin Prado Mm. um it was a game against the Nationals in DC weather was terrible it was raining I had my umbrella I had my microphone I had my notes it was a lot to juggle in my hand Martin uh had the night off so he was hanging out in the dugout saw that I was trying to juggle everything 
walked over and held my umbrella. umbrella for me while I did my story. And I just, it's moments like those that you realize how insanely lucky you are to do what you do. And it's the little moments like that that are the ones I feel I'll look back on and be like, man, that was just such a fun ride, you know, to get those little moments like that. Um, I would say, I would say that that is one that I, that I always tell people as one of my favorite moments. And who could forget closing day 2019? Was that his final season? He hits yes. his 100th home run and he oh. called it in Philadelphia, rides off into the sunset. And now I believe he's happy in golf. I down think here in I teared up. That was I, awesome. I know Martin got emotional. I know Starlin Castro got emotional. Those are some great players. They were fun to be around. Oh, I know my, the seasons oh, didn't yeah. work out how they wanted. Right, they legitimately right. had some really good clubhouses and guys that were easygoing and would give you the time of day. And I don't know, at least for us, it makes your job enjoyable. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, in that season we had guys like Curtis Granderson, who is yeah. an absolute gem of a human being. Neil Walker. Neil all Walker, those guys. who is so he's got a great personality. Uh I I loved that team. I loved that team. So yeah. Uh, but, but really, you know, Martin Prado meant so much to me. Um, just helping me get my footing, helping me, you know, establish trust and respect in, in a clubhouse I was brand new to, and I will forever be grateful to him, what he meant to me, you know, personally and professionally. Um, and so just any moment that I can, involve Martin, uh, you know, it's a special moment. As much as we love that team, uh, hopefully we love this team just as much this season. We can't talk too much about it, but uh, before the lockout started, the Marlins were busy. They shored up the outfield a little bit. They uh, took care of the catching position. Yep. They locked up the race. They swing a deal with Tampa Bay to bring a utility man over. So um, can't talk too much about it, but hopefully spring training starts in a couple of weeks. Uh we can enjoy some baseball soon. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, that is what I'm hoping for. I, I'm definitely looking forward to this season and uh, once again watching this pitching rotation in action because holy cow, these starting pitchers they are so much fun to oh, watch yeah. compete day in and day out and to know these guys are only going to keep getting better yeah no it's going to be a lot of fun uh, again hopefully everything starts on time here in a couple of weeks or uh, not too far after the reported schedule day uh, time now for tonight's starting lineup on around the horn presented by nudge the official coffee snack of the miami marlins in lone depot park do the undoable coming up shortly my conversation with marlin's shortstop prospect uh, a really good one he's young yitty cafe hopefully uh in the not-too-distant future, we'll be seeing Yiddy in Miami, and we've uh, got much to discuss and plenty to catch up with uh, right here with Jess. So um, yesterday, Jess, you were at the ballpark for National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Um, I, I know this is a topic that certainly in recent years has um, been talked a lot uh, about um, a lot more, and women are certainly getting some incredible opportunities and ones that uh, have long been deserved and um, overdue as it pertains in particular to the Marlins. Uh, Marlins general manager Kim Ang right. is in Miami. Um, I'm super happy to have you on today. I know you and Kelly were at the ballpark yesterday. You were speaking with some incredible women. Um, 
in sports, working in sports. Let, let me ask you this. Actually, I've never asked you this. Um, how hard has it been for you, Jess? I mean, you've you've been super fortunate. I've been around you a long time. I know we've had some incredible guys here in Miami, and I, I know a lot of people have made your job a lot easier. I know a lot of women can't say the same thing. Um, talk to me a little bit about your career, though, in particular. And I don't know if struggles is necessarily the right word, but how fortunate you've been and just the position you've got to today. Yeah, I, I you know, I look back on my path, and I think the one cool thing that really stands out is – just how many things fell into place. And again, I know I'm very lucky to be able to say that. Um, just as far as timing, you know, I think that was a big thing. I, I broke into this industry um, at a time where there still weren't a lot of women and um, companies and teams were looking for more representation. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely recognize, again, how lucky I was to get in when I got in. Um, yeah, and there's certainly challenges that you face as a woman that a, a man wouldn't necessarily struggle with. I, I think it takes you maybe a little bit longer to earn credibility mm -hmm. and earn trust and respect, um, but it, no different necessarily than a man. When you have those things, you know you've earned them, right? right? Um, and I think maybe some of the things that, you know, a little bit on the sillier side, people tend to be a little bit more critical of what you look like. Uh, people tend to be a little bit more critical of what you wear and your makeup and how you styled your hair that day. And, and that's not necessarily, I think, something that men are necessarily getting a lot of tweets about. Um, Besides me, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, there's certainly challenges that are a little bit more on the the heavier side yeah, and there yeah, are certainly right. challenges that you kind of just look at and laugh and have a sense of humor about but um but I, but I've always come back to knowing that at the end of the day hard work uh putting in the time putting in the preparation you know I really like to believe that at the end of the day those are the things that went out um and I've been I've been very fortunate to have two teams that have always been in my corner um, that players have been, you know, great to work with, that fan bases have been so supportive of me, which I am, I'm so appreciative of. Um, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great anytime you get an opportunity like yesterday to be able to talk with women um, and explain your journey, right. some of the things that you've walked through. And if I had so much encouragement and help along the way that if I can now take that and pour it into the next generation, I certainly want to do that. And I'm grateful to the Marlins for giving me the opportunity to do that yesterday. Do you feel that response? You know, you hear this a lot. And I know we're in a day and age now where it's much better now than it was 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, it was much better than it was 20 years ago. Right. But do you feel a responsibility to, to, to make things better than they are today? And that doesn't mean to say that they're awful today because you have it, you have it great. I'm sure there's right. certain things you want to be better for women, but do you feel that responsibility yeah. every time you grab a mic? I think I feel a responsibility in every aspect in life in general to leave things better than I found them. You know, I think that's just a good perspective to have on, on not just your job, but, but everything, you know, leave things in a better place than you found them. And I think for me, the best thing that I can do is, show people that it doesn't matter if I'm a man or a woman, mm -hmm. I want to work hard. I want to do a good job. 
I, I want to ask good questions. I want to make players feel comfortable. I want to give them things they can really respond to. Um, I want to add value to a broadcast. I don't just want to be a, a, a talking head that's there because of my gender. Right. You know, I, I really, I want to be a valuable piece of the equation. Um, and so I, I think that's really my focus day in and day out is, is how can I add value? Right. Um, and, if, and if I'm able to do that, um, then I, then I think I've done my job well. I know Jacksonville's home. You've done radio in your career, transitioned to TV. Uh, you've done basketball, hockey, baseball, obviously. How long did it take you to feel comfortable? Cause I think of myself like 21 years old, just a guy in baseball and like, Oh man, like it's kind of uncomfortable. It's intimidating. And that's as a guy, like as a female, how long did you, how long did it take you, um, until you were like, like, I belong here. I think it was more an age that I turned versus, like, a moment where I all of a sudden felt comfortable in my job. I honestly think when I turned 30, it was like something just clicked in really? me. Yeah, of, okay, you know what? I'm proud of who I am. I've figured out who I am and who I want to be. I'm proud of what I've accomplished. I'm proud of my work ethic. Um... So I feel like, you know, just being comfortable in my own skin kind of came at, at 30 years old. I feel like my first season covering baseball, because I, I definitely feel like a clubhouse can be a very intimidating place to walk into. One good thing about when I got my job uh, covering the Marlins is I was a little bit older. And I had already done five seasons of NBA. I had already worked at a radio station and been in an NFL locker room for, you know, five to six seasons oh, covering the, the Jaguars. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so I had experience of being in a quote-unquote intimidating locker room experience right. You know, setting. So I feel like when I walked in my first year of baseball, it wasn't so much about needing to figure out how to be comfortable in a clubhouse. It was about the desire to prove to a new team that I was worthy of covering them. Um, And it it definitely took a couple months because obviously you you need to get to know people. um, And there should be a process of earning trust and respect. You know, those things are not immediately given. They are things that have to be earned. So I would say, and again, like uh, Martin Prado, you know, my, it was probably a couple months into my first season um, where I was standing in the dugout and I was looking down at my notes and I felt somebody do the tap on the shoulder and I look and I don't see anybody, and I look the other way, mm-hmm. and Martin's poking his head out, you know, of the entrance leading into the clubhouse and just starts laughing. Right. And in that moment, I knew I was good. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like in that yeah, moment, yeah, yeah. I was like, if Martin Prado is good with me, I know I've, I've found my place. Right. Um, and so, again, that goes back to, to Prado being a, a huge part of me establishing myself with the organization and um in that moment I feel like was when I I really felt comfortable in baseball and in in covering the Marlins and here you are all these years it's not very often you and I have an actual honest conversation where we're not just picking on one another but I appreciate (laughs) it because that's good stuff you know I don't think many oftentimes 
Um, you know, you, you've been here so long now, people see you, but, you know, everybody has their trials and tribulations or whatever, but it, it's cool to know that there's certain people and certain things that's happened over the course of your professional career that I think if any young girls or women listening to this that want to be in the industry, like, rest assured, as tough as it might be at times, there will be people there to look out for you to take care of you oh, as well. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, and how gratifying those moments feel when something like that happens right where it takes the edge off it just does a little bit. it does it does and and it's just it really means a lot um when you know the guys have your back yeah and uh you know that they're looking out for you and they're and they're looking out for you like family yep um and it yeah those moments just they mean so much for sure all right jess hang tight uh, we'll be back shortly and we've got plenty more to chat about when we come back my conversation with marlin shortstop prospect yiddy cafe you're listening to around the horn right after this on fox sports 940 a.m miami and the iheart okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Miami Marlins Around the Horn Show with Kyle Seeloff is on Fox Sports 940 Miami. Welcome back to Around the Horn on Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app tonight. Good to be back with you this evening. I'm Kyle Seeloff, and I'm joined this evening by our very own Jessica Blaylock of Bally Sports Florida. Time now for my conversation uh, with a young man who defected from Cuba in 2018 and quickly became one of the top international prospects in the class of 2019, although he wouldn't sign until January of last year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Here is the Marlins 15th ranked prospect. He's a shortstop, Yiddy Cape. Yiddy Cafe, you signed in January of 2021. I don't really know we've had a chance to chat with you since you've become a Miami Marlin. Uh, but first, tell me a little bit about your experience since you've signed coming here and being a Miami Marlin. First of all, I'm thankful for being here. That was a beautiful experience. I've been waiting since 2019 to be with the Marlins. The pandemic hit and I was not able to sign in 2020. So once that passed in 2021, I was able to reach my dreams of signing. I'm very proud to be with this organization. And you've been playing baseball your whole life, and you're still really, really young. But there are, you know, many success stories like yourself, Yiddy, but you're still so young. Uh, tell us a little bit about growing up. When did you get into baseball? How did you fall in love with the game? I started playing baseball when I was four years old on a field named Daniel Putari. My dad took me, and I didn't like baseball that much, but he took me because he was a big fan. So one day, he pulled me out of school and took me over there. The beginning, I didn't want to go, and I used to throw a tantrum. So he insisted, and so I started liking it. After all that time, now baseball is my life. Who was your hero growing up? My, papa. my dad. And he's been there for you your entire life? Yes, he has always been my guidance in baseball. He's been my coach since I was a little kid into who I am right now. He never played baseball, but he knew a lot about the game. 
Yidi, I would say if your dad is your hero and you're still so young, this has been a lot for you and a young man who's defected from Cuba. You have not been able to see your family. How hard has that been? And if you wouldn't mind too, could you tell us a little bit about your story about when you made the decision to defect? Well, that was a very difficult decision for me because it took us a whole month to make this decision. I knew I was not going to be able to see my family for a long time. And it was more painful because it was my niece's birthday. And that day, I decided to leave my country to fulfill my dreams. And it's been three years already since I have not seen my family. How hard is that? Very difficult because I'm very close to my family. I used to hang out and share a lot of special moments with my family. You know, being away from them has been very hard, but at the same time has given me strength to be successful and help my family. I would say if it gives you strength, do you play for them, Yudi? Do, are you determined to be successful and to make it to the major leagues to give your family a better life? Of course, they're part of my dreams. They're like my engine. I want to make it to a major league team with the Marlins or whichever team God allows me to be with. You know, being able to provide a better life to my family and make them proud. You, uh, you're so young, you've been through so much, but you're confident that you're gonna make it to the major leagues. Where does that confidence come from and how hard through everything that you've been through has it been to develop that confidence? I have earned that confidence by myself. Training every day, having a lot of trust in myself, the support from my family, and being able to say, I can be a big leaguer. Uh, Yidi, you should be confident because a lot of people, and I read these notes, he draws repeated physical comparisons to Carlos Correa. Uh, I've seen some Derek Jeter comps. Tell us a little bit about who you are as a shortstop. Do you model your game after anybody? I feel very fortunate to be compared to those two stars, like Derek Jeter and Carlos Correa. Derek Jeter was a tremendous shortstop. He was my favorite player when I was watching baseball over there in Cuba. And since I arrived to the Dominican Republic, I used to watch a lot of Astros games. I like Correa's game, and that's why I enjoy watching him play. Have you got an opportunity to meet Carlos? Or Derek, for that matter. I'm sure you have, but have you had an opportunity to meet both or either? Yes, I met Derek Jeter. I had a couple conversations with him. I haven't met Carlos Correa yet. Uh, you, you've probably a long way until you get to the big league. Maybe not a long way, maybe a couple of years until you're in Miami. Um, if I were to ask you, where's Yidi Cafe going to be 10 years from now? What, what's your ultimate goal for yourself? Well, in this year, I'm available. In 10 years, I see myself winning a lot of World Series. In the big leagues, with the Marlins, you know, I see myself as established major league player. Have you dreamed about that your whole life? Yes, I've always dreamed that. Since I went out there to sign with a professional team, I've always been my dream, and I will continue dreaming of winning a World Series. At some point, you're gonna make your Major League debut. How emotional or what kind of chills is Yiddy Cafe gonna get when they announce your name over the loudspeaker with whatever song you choose and you step into that batter's box or take the field for the first time? Well, I don't know how that's going to be, but I think that's going to be extremely wonderful. It's something that I've been dreaming since I was a little kid, and hopefully 
that will happen soon. And when you are a major leaguer one day, fans want your autograph. They want to take pictures with Yiddy. What type of player are you going to be? How exciting are you going to be to watch? What are fans going? What what is it that fans are going to see that they're going to fall in love with? You will see a very charismatic Yiddy Cape, who likes to play the game aggressively, but also very respectful for the game. I like to share with the fans. We can't wait to see it, Yiddy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Super exciting young player, very, very young, but a big frame 6'3", a top international prospect a few years back, and now uh, one of the many top prospects in the Miami Marlins system. So thank you again to Yiddy Cape for taking some time to sit down and join us. Hey, don't miss sweet savings on hot matchups with the opening day bundle. I know I've told you about it these last couple of weeks, but don't miss out. You can get tickets to five games, including opening day this season, plus a legacy-themed cafeteria. Cup set. Save over 30% on select Legacy Saturday matchups against National League East rivals. The Marlins are going to take the field in their Legacy uniforms once again this season. Uh, some would say, myself included, the best uniforms in baseball when they don them and bring them out. They were a lot of fun uh, to kind of wear around last year and watch the guys on the field. The players love them. Fans love them. They uh, couldn't keep the shelves stocked most of the season. It was flying off so quick. So uh, make sure you check it out. Go to marlins.com slash bundle. Again, tickets to five games, including opening day, the legacy-themed Cafecito Cup set. Save over 30% on select legacy Saturday matchups. And on those Saturday matchups, select Saturday matchups, the Marlins will wear their legacy throwback uniforms in 2022. More around the horn right after this on Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Marlins offseason is underway. Around the Horn is on Fox Sports 940 Miami. All right, welcome back to Around the Horn on Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app tonight. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Joining us is the one and the only Valley Sports Florida, Jessica Blaylock. Jess, it's, uh, it's great to have you back with us tonight. And obviously, um, you were down at Lone Depot Park yesterday. We talked about it early on in the show for the National uh, Girls and Women's in Sports Day. I thought that was a really fun conversation. Again, uh, I know we joke a lot, but that's not an honest and serious conversation we probably had. And it's a, a fitting night to have that conversation. So I hope uh, anybody, really anybody listening out there, um, can take a little something from that. Uh, wanted to get your thoughts. A couple of days ago, it, it was announced that the 2024 Caribbean Caribbean Series, excuse me, is coming to Lone Depot Park. Um, we have seen the World Baseball Classic in Miami in the past. The excitement, the energy that it brings. Um, just, just your thoughts. That's a really cool event to bring back to Miami. Oh, I think it's going to be awesome. And like you said, the atmosphere for the World Baseball Classic was off the charts. And I also think of the Heritage Nights that we have at Lone Depot Park, and you know the the pride of representing your home country and, you know, not just for the fans who show up with their posters and their flags and their t-shirts and 
you know, whatever it may be, but for, for the players who get to hear their national anthem played before the start of the game, yeah. who also, uh, you know, get to wear their, their themed cleats or whatever it may be. And so any event that helps instill pride, yep. uh, I, I think is such a fun event and I think it's going to be awesome to have that at Lone Depot Park. I really don't have like a marketing agenda as I sit here tonight, but I can honestly say, um, you know, the stadium may not always be packed, but some of the players who represent a certain country on that particular Saturday night throughout the season, oh, yeah. they really like they beam with joy when they see their um, their native flag or the cheers for them. Um I just, you know, I know there's some fans that listen to this, obviously. I don't think people realize at times how much it means to them and really how much that support helps. I mean, every single time there is um, a successful heritage night at the ballpark, it's the, and they win, the first thing Donnie talks about afterwards is the atmosphere. Is the atmosphere, absolutely. And, and these players talk about it, too, how when they take the field, it's not just for the pride of the organization. It's for the pride of representing their home country and representing their country well. Yep. So I, I think it's just one of those nights that, you know, every Heritage Night is so special. Something like the the Caribbean series coming here is going to be unreal. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's going to be something to look forward to for sure. And there's no better place, honestly, than Miami. Like, I mean, the World Baseball Classic was incredible when I think the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico had played one another. Uh, the USA and the Dominican had play here. Um, you know, and again, I, I know it's a work in progress. I know there are people that will certainly show up when the team is winning. Um, I, I really, really, truly still believe when, you know, this plan, the process that Derek Jeter and Bruce Sherman and the entire baseball operations team have in place, it's going to be one of the best places to come in baseball and hang out at night because it's just, it's such a cool place to be. The ballpark is awesome. And I understand that, you know, the team has got to win a little more, but when they do, I, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun because we've seen it in small sample sizes. Oh, a hundred percent. And you know, when you think of South Florida and you think of Miami in particular, it's just such a, it's such a vibrant place. It's so full of life. It's yeah. so full of culture. It's so full of, you know, so many different people coming together to, to really just make this, this part of the country, this part of the state so magical. And when you see that on display at the ballpark, that life, um, that, that vibrancy, if that's even a yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, good. That's good. Yeah. Is, is, if not, I just made it up. Yeah. Um, but you know, you just, you, when you get to see it all here at the ballpark on full display, everyone fully represented, it, it really, it just creates such a spark uh, and such an energy. That's so much fun to be around. Awesome. Uh, Jess, let's take one more break. When we come back, it is uh, time for my favorite segment of the show. It's called Three Strikes and You're Out. It's rapid fire. I'm not going to give you any hints as to what I'm going to ask you. So stand by. We've got more on Around the Horn right after this on Fox Sports 940 AM Miami and the iHeartRadio app. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Miami Marlins Around the Horn Show with Kyle Seeloff 
is on Fox Sports 940 Miami. Back here at Around the Horn on Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio app tonight. I'm Kyle Seeloff. She is Jessica Blaylock. And before we hit the road, as always, it's time for Three Strikes and You're Out. Brought to you by Loop. Baseball cards don't have an off-season. Check out the number one sports card app at Loop. That's L-O-U-P-E, L-O-U-P-E dot cards. Okay, Jess, here we go. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, I'll say strike one, strike two, and strike three. I'll give you the topic. We'll give our answers. Uh, and you'll go first each time. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Strike one. What animal would you be in another life? Oh, gosh. Everyone would probably guess I would say Chihuahua, but honestly, feisty. I want to be an otter because all otters do all day long is live their best life. They're playing. They don't have a major predator that wants to take them out. They smell bad, though. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) If all I have to do is swim around and play with my friends all day, then you know what? I'll take it. Just floating on their back down oh, the river. Yeah. Sunning, taking it all in. Um, I would say an elephant. Growing up, everybody called me Eeyore. Stop. You would so be a cat. You'd be a sassy no. cat that just sits there judging everybody. And I would be an elephant. Uh, just, just they call me Eeyore. Or was Eeyore a donkey? Yeah, I don't think Eeyore was an elephant. No. Eeyore was whatever Eeyore a was. That's what everybody called me, Eeyore. So a if it was sad a sad donkey... little donkey that just. Walks uh, around. Just yeah, that no, actually no home, right too. no friends, just roaming <laughs> around. Uh, okay. You can come and hang out with my otter crew. All right. We'll turn that frown upside down. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> the more you smile, um, it, great, it can create a lot of wrinkles. So Why do you think careful. I have so many wrinkles on yeah, my forehead? That's got to get taken care of. Uh, <laughs> okay. Strike two. <laughs> What's the best thing you've ever eaten from a restaurant? Oh, man. Okay. Um, I asked this, and I haven't even thought about it. That is such a hard question. So the best meal I've ever had in my life was actually in San Francisco um, at a a very fancy restaurant called Quince uh, that I think is actually a three Michelin star. Uh, That was the best overall meal I've ever had in my life. Um, The best thing I've ever eaten from a restaurant why I asked this and I can't even I mean, think of anything. I mean, it's got to be a steak, right? Like, it's got to be like a like a great steak or, man. What's your favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant? Yeah. I love Louis Bossies in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, yeah? On Las Olas, yeah. That outdoor seating, that indoor-outdoor feel. They make all their pasta. Mine's Publix. What? Yeah. I, I mean, Publix is awesome. I'm not gonna lie; like, I love Publix. I really don't I, I go have out an, that I much. Love you know, Publix I I put this sticker. question down, and now I'm like, you idiot! Now I don't have an answer. <laughs> What's the best thing I've ever eaten from a restaurant? Um, well, I, maybe it would be the uni if I go eat that, right? John, You've never Salser tried tell, the uni, but if I do, okay. So you're now you're saying what have I hypothetically eaten from a restaurant? Ooh, actually, that's a great spot. Double Knot in Philly. We took you there one time. No free ads, but yes. Uh, Double Knot in Philly. They're the venison was like great there. Japanese fried chicken. Unreal. Can I go with that? 
Yeah, that's good. I really enjoyed the venison there. What I didn't enjoy is it's like the only thing you ate from there. We right. ordered thirty-seven different things off right. the menu. Right, and if you ever tried go to there, offer each one to you, and you're like, "No, I'm just gonna." Right, and it is a good place with what I ordered. But just know when you go there, the door to get in is relatively small, and I was escorted down to a dungeon where it was <laughs> darkly lit, and there's no cell service. <laughs> so there's no guarantee you're coming out alive. But if you do, and you did have an opportunity, you're gonna to have eat, a great meal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, strike three, what is the best age to be? I am going to go with 30 because to me, that is the age that you finally, like I mentioned earlier, finally figure out what you're all about. Finally figure out who you are. You kind of stop caring what other people think. You feel more secure in yourself. You got a little bit of money at that point. It's not like your 20s where you're scrounging up pennies from your couch cushions. You know, you kind of have established yourself a little bit at that point. So I thought my 30th birthday was one of my favorite birthdays. And I am now getting dangerously close. Oh, you're awfully close. To the 4-0. Oh, you got a big problem. Yeah, it is coming at me like a freight train, and I cannot slow it down, my friend. See, here's the difference between you and I. But who knows? Maybe maybe 40, which is my next birthday, won't be the best one yet. My target is 65. I can't wait till retirement. Then you can just call it. Yeah. There's nobody to bother me. Then you can just call it a day. My disdain for just being told what to do all the time and just answering it's you, the people. It's, well, you're still going to be told what to do by Miss Mittens. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> I just like it. Just I can wake up every day and have no responsibility. I'll have some type of retirement plan. I'll be on a golf course and nobody can tell me what to do. You don't have to talk to anybody if you don't want to. Right. You don't have to see anybody if you don't want to. I do like 30. There's still a lot of responsibility when it comes to 30. There's still issues that lingered when you were like 25. It's just 30 is okay, but there's still. Well, what age would you say? I don't know. I I joke about 65, but that sounds so nice. 70. I like um, 40, 45. Yeah, but you haven't gotten there yet. So how do you know how it's going to be? It's got to be better than what it is now. I have lived birthday number 30. I have lived year number thirty. A long time ago. A long time ago. I don't but know. See, I just that's an that's an interesting question, right? I mean, uh, it's an interesting question. I feel like I gave you a pretty good answer. You want to do a couple of more before Let's we hit do the road? A couple more. We're having fun. Uh, first concert you ever attended? Oh, Third Eye Blind. How awesome! How is old that? were you? I think I was in ninth grade. Maybe seventh oh grade, goodness. eighth grade. I don't know, Kyle. It was so long ago. It was so many years ago. I can't remember that far back. It was early seventies, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> like seventy-eight, nineteen seventy-nine, something like Third that. Third Eye Blind, great band. Who opened for them? Um, Eve Six. Mm. Yeah, Eve Six and Third Eye Blind. I thought I was so cool. I think the first concert yeah, I, I ever I attended. I was at the New York State Fair, and it was Jason Aldean, I think. I only listen to country. I love country music. It's just good for the soul. So did you not go to your first concert until you were, like, 27? No. Um, when I was a junior, maybe, like, a sophomore, freshman, sophomore in high school. How old are you again, Kyle? I, uh, 31 quickly. 32 is coming around the corner quickly this oh, coming, coming September. 
It's coming for um, you. Okay, let's uh, let's do two more. I think we've got a little bit of time here. Um, your favorite dessert. Okay, so I love chocolate. Mm-hmm. I love chocolate. Like, I try to eat chocolate in some capacity every day. Also because chocolate makes people happy. There are actually, I think, like chemicals in chocolate or something that releases chemicals in your brain that make you a happier person. Maybe that explains why I'm such a happy person is because I eat a ridiculous amount of chocolate. But I will say my favorite dessert is the cheesecake at Morton's because I love cheesecake and I love creme brulee. And the cheesecake at Morton's has like a creme brulee type sugar caramelized crispiness to it. And it is straight up delicious. So anyone who works at Morton's or Louis Bossy's, I'm giving you guys a ton of love. Help a girl out. Invite me of, there for dinner. A lot of at free some ads point. on this show tonight. In case anybody's <laughs> listening, you want to just throw us a few bucks and sponsor this thing. This is the difference between you and I. You have a taste for the finer things. Give me a bowl of vanilla or vanilla bean ice cream. It's the gold medal. I don't want anything on top of it. I'll have a cup of coffee off to the side with my bowl of ice cream. It's just amazing. Then you should get an affogato. It's an espresso with vanilla no. gelato. No. I just want a bowl of ice cream. I'm just doing what I can to try and upgrade that sensibility a little um, bit, Kyle. One more, and this will say a lot about you in my opinion. I think I asked this to JP or in Cibia a couple of weeks ago or Paul Severino last week. I think it was JP. Um, do you put ketchup on your hot dogs? I don't eat hot dogs. I love you. Gross. Hot dogs are not. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't I eat hot dogs. Okay. I don't do hot dogs. Okay, because I think people that put ketchup on their hot dogs are disgusting children who should have to go to prison for a night because I think you're <laughs> disgusting if you do that. So on that note, um, Jessica, I would simply like to thank you. <laughs> I wish you all the best. Thank I'll you. I'll see you in a couple of months. Look, I don't want anything to go south with the Panther season. Um, you know, the quicker they end, the quicker we see you again. But I hope in this case, I don't see you until late June because they yeah, are hoisting the Stanley Cup. That mean that we are going to party in the streets of Las Olas because... It's called Friday night for me. Oh, <laughs> typical Friday night for Kyle Seeloff. Cruising the streits of Las Olas with Miss Mittens in tow. Um, okay, so thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Uh, that was some uh, good conversation to start. It deteriorated quickly it as we it, finished. It took a turn for the um, worse at several points, yep. but we made it through. But hopefully baseball kicks up here soon. Jess, I'll be watching you on TV. Uh, best of luck to the Panthers, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in late June. And you could say you, uh, you hoisted the Stanley Cup. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Kyle. All right, that's all the time we've got for you tonight. For Ricardo Wanche back home in the Fox Sports 940 Miami studio and Jessica Blaylock, I'm Kyle Seeloff saying so long and good night. I'll be back with you next Thursday on your home for Marlins baseball, Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeartRadio.